below its bar, hung by his hair, swung a man whose hands were tied behind his back. His legs had been left loose to aggravate his anguish and lead him to long for any torment other than that of trussed arms. The skin on his brow, so tensely stretched by his own weight on the pulley, pulled his face, forced by ill luck to lack its natural look, into resembling the silted stone of a stalactite. He had suffered this torture three days, was howling, who'll untie my arms, my hair? With each move, I dislocate my bones, but my hair is severed more sorely from my scalp. Hunger and thirst aren't the principal problems preventing sleep. Impossible for my existence to prolong itself beyond the bounds of another hour. Someone slit my throat with a sharp flint. Each word was prefaced and followed by piercing shrieks. I bounded from the bush behind which I had sheltered and rushed toward that puppet or slice of pork slung from the scaffold. But two drunk women came dancing from the opposite side, one holding a sack and two whips tipped with lead, the other a tub full of tar and a pair of brushes. The elder woman's frayed gray locks floated in the wind like fragments of a torn veil, while the other's clogs clattered like the slaps of a stranded tuna's tail on a ship's poop deck. Their eyes blazed with so black, so strong a flame, that at first I did not believe they belonged to my species. They laughed with such selfish, self-assurance, and their appearance inspired such repugnance that I didn't for one instant doubt I was confronting two of the most hideous specimens of the human race. Again, I hid behind the bush and kept quite quiet, like the acanthophorus seraticornis, at tide speed they approached. Applying my ear to the soil, I distinctly discerned the pounding sound of their liquid
sister unto sister, brother unto brother. For it is in this bond, in this seeking and finding one another, that this community can heal the wound that has been struck.